Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other public forums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before. In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, and social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Revival. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Truth Revival. My name is Roma Hamilton. With me today, we got the one and only Mr. Nationwide, Paul Chapman. Paul, how are you today? I'm living the dream, Rome. Aren't we all? I think if we're living, <laughs> if we're breathing, the Bible says everything that hath breath. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord. So everybody, just take a deep breath for me. Breathe in the mercy of God. Mm. Exhale his praise because God is good. We want to thank you for uh, taking the time to listen to Truth Revival. And our topic for today is one that um, just kind of hit me. I was um, browsing through some things at at work and I come across this phrase that said, uh, truth decay, that there is a decaying of truth in our society. And obviously that's a, a play on words, um, tooth decay. Now, uh, <laughs> Paul, do you like going to the dentist? Uh, not really. No. I mean, I like my dentist, but I don't like go. <laughs> well, you know, I remember growing up as a kid, my mom and dad always used to take uh, me and my brother to the dentist and mom and dad was, I mean, they, was very adamant about Lance and I brushing our teeth mm. two times a day. Yeah. Actually, I think we brushed in the morning. We brushed every, we we brushed after every meal, so we probably brushed three three times a day. Uh, I mean, we, we were. <laughs> it was crazy how often <laughs> we would brush our teeth, and um, then we'd go to the dentist, and uh, we had we had good teeth growing up. Yeah. You know, but um, the dentist would always say, you know, if you have um, too much sugary snacks, if you don't brush your teeth properly, um, you know, you'll have cavities or there'll be there'll be tooth decay. Man, oh man, I've only ever had to have one root canal. You ever had to have one root canal? Or I'm sorry, have you ever had to have a root canal? Listen, I had one root canal, and then when I was traveling playing music. I got buck stupid one day and I could like do all these tricks with my microphone and the, and the, the cord. Oh, Paul. And I like had this thing where I could do it like a lasso and it would wrap around my neck two or three times and then I'd catch it. Well, I missed it. <laughs> this was in green Bay, Wisconsin. I'll never forget it. No, wait a minute. That's when I hit my eye. This was in the way we were in Tennessee. Uh, those were the two times I bled pretty bad. Oh, <laughs> but anyway, I hit my tooth and I and I was like, I felt it in my mouth and I thought, I just broke my tooth completely off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do I do? So I did what every rocker would do. I spit it at my guitar player and I kept going. The show must go <laughs> and, on, huh? But I, they literally had to drill because it broke clean off at the gum. So they had to drill down and do this implant thing. And oh. so, yeah, I've got to. Yeah, I've got that. So tooth decay, 
usually leads to an erosion of our teeth, the enamel, which is going to lead to probably sensitivity and and pain. And, and if we don't do something about it, I mean, it's going to, it's going to cause us great pain. Well, there is a decaying of truth in our society. Now, there's this is kind of twofold. Not only are we dealing with a culture, Paul, several years ago, whenever uh, Donald Trump was talking about fake news, yeah, I didn't even know that that was a thing. I thought that he was just messing about with the news with the news because I thought that if it was on the news, it was true. Mm-mm. No, that's the trouble. See this, this truth decay. If you think about it, Rome and, and study it a little bit, it's been, it's been kind of shifting for the last two decades. And it's, it's, a uh, as we call it in the, in the church world, a slow fade. Mm. <laughs> it's been, it's been a slow fade. Well, let's just think about this just because you skip one night brushing your teeth. Does, does you, does your mouth, does your teeth fall out or does you, do you get cavities all over your mouth just no. because you skip one night? No. No. Mm-mm. It happens gradually yes. over time, mm-hmm. right? Yes, sir. So, so that's why this resonated with me like truth decay. This has happened and now it's like, oh goodness, there's, there's something, there's something amiss here. There's something that's wrong. Yeah. Slowly, we have ignored the truth. We have went away from the truth. And there's this blurring of line between opinion and fact. And Paul, I thought to myself, wow, that's that's like our our intro. Yeah. You know, where this is put out in the news and projected as fact. But when you listen to one side of the, the media, this way's correct. When you listen to the other media outlets this way is correct and it just depends on if you're conservative or if you're liberal or if you're republican or if you're democrat who you really listen to but they're giving you um a bias truth and it's called a cognitive bias yeah our brain processes information and it leads us to look for opinions based on pre-existing beliefs you're right we have a bias about what truth really is. And Paul, like I said, there's your truth, there's my truth. Everybody listening has probably got a truth. And uh, we're living in a society right now where we can't decide what boys and girls are. Listen. What men and women are. It's ridiculous. Listen to this. These are the four drivers of truth decay. Okay, go ahead. Cognitive processing and cognitive biases. Okay. Number two, changes in the information system. You think about that with with social media and the way things are now. Everybody's got an opinion, so people that aren't grounded are going to believe a lie and be damned. <laughs> Let's just be. And number three, comp, uh, competing demands on the educational system. See, you know about that. Oh yeah. You know. And number four is polarization. Here's the thing. I looked up this polarization, Rome. And it's these, all these waves are going in different directions, kind of like the human race. Everybody's different and everybody's doing, doing their own thing. So all these lines are, are, are geometrically going in, in their own way and cycle. But you take this, this mirror sheet and run them through it and the wave comes all the same. 
the polarization wave comes all the same. So they're trying to to uh, condition every one of us to be the same, to believe the same, to think the same, to walk the same, to to dress the same. They're trying to make us all be the same and polarize. So polarization is the number four thing on this truth decay of them trying to take everybody that's all different, run them through, run them through the cattle gate, as I would say, on the farm, and make us all come out the same. You see, when I when I hear that polarization, I almost think the opposite. Rather than, um, you know, thinking that we're the same, it makes me think like polarization. It's like, well, nobody understands me, and nobody thinks like me, and I'm all alone in this world, and my views are. Are, are polarizing because I disagree with other people and I can't objectively have civil discourse. I can't talk to somebody and say, like, we can agree to disagree here. Right. I was speaking this past week to um, a, a co-worker and she is a Democrat. She considers herself a conservative Democrat. Right. But, you know, I'm, I guess you would say, a Republican, and I guess if I had to um, label myself, I would probably be a liberal Republican. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, like, because I hate having to declare when you go vote that you're a Republican or a Democrat. Right. Because there's some things that, there's some stuff that's on the extreme conservative side that, I'm I'm not necessarily for, and there's some things that's on the extreme Democratic side that I'm definitely not necessarily for, and if I could declare independent, I probably would, Paul, yeah, and vote for the best man or and, woman, and just vote for the best person, the yep. best mm-hmm. the best candidate. You see, that's the that's the problem already because whenever I've said Republican or Democrat, probably some of our listeners thought, uh oh, truth revivals got political, and uh, we can't have that now, and and, and we've there's there's polarizing views depending on which side you're on. Republicans are good, Democrats are bad. Right. Or Democrats are good, Republicans are bad. We gotta beat them Republicans. We we gotta beat them to this there's already a, a, a truth decay. Yeah. A lack of understanding. Yeah, you're and you know, right. scripture says that a house divided will not stand. It can't stand. Uh, a nation divided. Can't stand. Oh my gosh. And boy, we are a nation divided that's right now that polarization thing back to that it's kind of i didn't think about it the way that you said it but it's actually from both ends of the spectrum it's it's the way you said it of kind of shutting people up and getting their cocoon so they don't speak but it's also you know with this trend of socialism it's taking everybody and making them the same it's trying to make them on a on a level playing field well it's just like um you know we have to we have to fall in line yeah and and we can't I mean, I can, I can feel it, you know, like you don't, you don't, it's like you don't want to have a disagreement with anybody and, and it's going to end up making us all vanilla. Yeah. Um, but, but you can't have civil discourse. There's an erosion of civil discourse yes. with, with our, our, our neighbors and people that we disagree with. <laughs> yeah. But I was, uh, I was talking to this lady <laughs> and, um, we were talking about what's happening right now in the, in the NCA. This male swimmer that oh, yeah. identifies as a female, right, competing in a female sport, yes, 
won the national championship. And for years, there's been this argument about men and women. And uh, I can remember Annika Sorenstein. Do you remember that, Paul? That name sounds familiar. And she was a, a Swedish golfer, probably one of the best female golfers in history. And before she retired, she attempted to play on the PGA with the guys. Really? To prove that she could hang with the men. Do you remember a tennis player? Her name was Billy Joe, not Billy. Billy Jean King. Billy Jean. I thought <laughs> Billy <Billie> Jean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Billy Jean King. Now again, a female tennis player competing against a male counterpart. And there's always been this, you know, anything you can do, I can do better. Right. You know, no, you can't. Yes, I can. And men have always may maybe felt like they could do more than women, and women, you know, may feel inferior. And I can do just as much as a man can. Well, I hate to bust everybody's bubble, but men and women are different. That's true. There are time there there are things that a woman does that a man can't do. Amen to that. And I, I don't I don't sure. I don't know why it has to be like, well, you know, men are just as good as women and women are just as good as men and and actually, you know what? If you want to be a man, you can be a man. If you're a, if you're a a biological woman and you identify as a man, you can be a man. Or if you're a biological bet Excuse me. If you're a biological male and you want to identify as a female, well, you can do that too. I don't think we get to play both sides of the no. fence. We don't get to straddle the fence. Oh, and it, it comes it comes back to the to the very thing here um, of this truth decay. Listen to the four trends of truth decay: increasing disagreement about facts and data. Number two, a blurring line between opinion and fact. Number three, the increasing relative volume and resulting influence of opinion over fact. That's that's a big thing of where we are right now. And number four, which should be number one, and this leads us in back into the truth of, of who we are, declining trust in formerly respected sources of factual information, declining trust in what was once what our nation was founded on our belief system. This word, if you'll get in this word and go back to the beginning of the word, it will tell you about male and female. It'll show you how we're designed and what we're made to do and how we're meant to be. It will show you all these things. What, what does he say? He says, my word is truth. He says, sanctify them in truth. My word is truth. We talked about that, uh, in a podcast we just recorded in John 17, 17, sanctify them in truth. My word is truth. Listen to what this says. In John chapter 8, I've got the, the Berean study Bible and the King James. Listen to this in verse 32 in John. He says, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Amen. The King James says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Mm. Now, I like the King James a little better right there. It will make me free. It makes me. When I know this, and I settle down in it, and, and I let it wash over me, I, it, it's going to make me understand who I am and where I come from and what I'm designed for. And that's the truth. The truth, the truth isn't that, hey, I need to be out here uh, protesting all these things and, and uh, 
and trying to make make my world better and all this thing better. The the truth is this. I, I need to live for Jesus, and if I will seek him first, like we talked about with Spencer, all things will be added unto me, and everything's going to flow the way he designed it to flow. But the fact that we have got away from the truth of our foundation, mm. we've ended up in this mess. And, and you just made a great point earlier about there's been this, this rift back and forth. I'm a woman. I'm a man. I can do this. I can do that. I'm better. The consequences of this truth decay or erosion of civil discourse, like you said, political paralysis. My goodness, look where we're at. There, who can you believe? Republican, Democrat, and who can you believe at this point in time? It's it's all a, a a sheep show. If you want to know my opinion about it, it's it's a bunch of junk. And then the third one is alienation and disengagement. You think about that. People are so bombarded with what's going on right now, Rome, and the way things are going in our in our country in our world. They just want to be left alone. Yeah. They're like, don't even talk to me about it. They, they like, it, it's better for them to ignore it and try to live their life than to, to live in turmoil and stress and, and freaking out and fear because the, they're spreading fear. And this Bible says he did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power of a sound mind. Amen. And that power and sound mind comes from the truth. And he is the truth. And this truth decay is going to have to get washed over by the blood of the lamb. That, that, you said it just right, Paul. I've, I don't even really watch the news anymore. Because I don't know what to believe. Yeah, you can't. I don't even know what to trust. You know, there's so much misinformation that's projected in our society. And it's like, you know, with with COVID-19, there was such a, an, a mess that happened with COVID-19. Was COVID-19 legitimate? And was that a very real dangerous virus? Absolutely. Yeah. But I believe that reflecting on it now if we're all honest with ourselves there was probably some bad info that was getting spread with with COVID-19 um all of these riots that was happening um you know with the um, Black Lives Matter movement mm. do Black Lives Matter 100% absolutely but you know what was crazy about all that Paul there was money behind that movement somehow. Oh yeah, and when when they would go riot these Antifa, when they would go and riot these places in these towns, somebody would always go in and they they'd bring in truckloads of rocks or truckloads of bricks or pallets. They would, they would strategically place them through the city. All right, yeah, you know, I mean, it's I not mean, just like premeditated all the way. Yeah, it's not just like a you know, you know, like um we. Freedom of speech is protected under our Constitution, and people have a right to peacefully protest. Yes. Peacefully protest. But what was happening, you know, in several of these towns and cities was anarchy. Mm. What happened? It was evil. Yeah, it was evil. (laughs) What happened um, when uh, that insurrection that happened on Capitol Hill when all those yahoos stormed the uh, the Capitol building, you know that was terrible. Uh, that was ungodly. That was wicked. That was organized, and it was. But that was not a peaceful protest. No. And there's some people who say we're we're protecting we're protecting liberty. We're protect-. no, you wasn't. No. You was you was creating chaos and anarchy, and division, and, and, and division, and and in our society, Paul, right now, there is that erosion of of trust and and you know 
this ain't the first time it's happened. No. You know, in recorded history, um, you know, for in, in America, this is the thing, you know, in America, in the uh, late 1800s was something that was known as as the Gilded Age because the uh, journalism at that time that was circulated, they labeled it yellow journalism because they couldn't trust it. Right. They couldn't trust what, what, what people were reading. And, and again, we have freedom of the press because freedom of the freedom of speech. And that is a protected right because the government cannot silence the people. Right. But <laughs> whose truth are we promoting? Oh. Whose truth are we projecting? And, uh, you know, Paul, there's something that I wanted to read. Um, we're projecting a social truth, not a spiritual truth. That's that's it. Uh, a you know, social truth. This postmodern view of our society and this truth decay has even infected our our churches. Um, in Isaiah chapter number forty, verse number eight, he said, "The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God stands." Forever. Come on. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will never pass. You see, the word of God, Mm -hmm. the word of God. Come on now. And I wonder how many of these people, and I mean, this is a thing, Paul, you and I could go on and on about, about truth decay in our, in our society, but I want to, I want to now kind of segue into our faith we cannot allow this craziness that's happening in our world to infect us spiritually because whose side is right? Yeah. Which side are we going to listen to? Who are we going to listen to on social media? Who influences us? Yes. Who leads us and who directs us and who guides us? The Bible says where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. There's your heart also. Mm-hmm. What you're passionate about. Yes. You know, and and if you're caught up in all this nonsense of political jargon and mumbo jumbo, <laughs> if, if that's your treasure, that's uh, where your heart's going to be. But if your treasure <laughs> is the word of God. I love it. Then, then you can build your life on a solid rock. Yes. Yes, wrong. The foolish man, he builds his, his house on the sand. Yes. And and the sand, it it erodes it decays it it falls off and what happens when the storms come when when the trials of life come that house is going to fall the foolish man will build himself his house on the world system but that's good preaching the wise man (laughs) the wise man will build his house on the rock on the word of god yes and i'm so thankful that we have a a translation in English that we can understand yes. and we can read and we can build our life on the word of God so that we can know Christ and the power of his resurrection so that he can commune with us and speak with us. Mm. You can know the will of God for your life if you're willing to dig into that word. And like you said, Paul, that word is truth. Yes. Amen. You know, and, and <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. I, I love it. That was awesome. Um, I, I, the whole time you were preaching, I was thinking about Joel and tribalism. You know how how people are building. They they've the church does it too. We 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 build ourselves on tribalism and 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 this translation or or this belief system or whatever. Just the way the world is building their house on on this social 
thing right now, and it's going to fall. And and just like religious stuff's going to, you know, this this tribalism is going to fall too. And what's going to remain is the one truth, and that's mm-hmm. who He is. And and we'll find that in our relationship with Him. We'll find that in our time spent with Him. And I love. I used to. I used to get caught up in this uh, uh, <laughs> this political thing a lot, and uh, you know, especially back before this last election, I was like this because I got a lot of friends that we uh, we believe the same way. We're conservative, and uh, we we go that route. And and I would get caught up and get aggravated. But here's the thing about it, Rome. If you if you get caught up in this thing in this social movement that's going on, I mean. I understand we have to combat it and we have to stand firm and we have to fight it. But if you get caught up into it, it's a bunch of discord and disarray and you're not functioning right because you can't think. And, and that's not where the Lord wants us. He wants us to be of a sound mind. Anytime somebody asks me about political stuff, I say, even Jesus said, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar. Yeah. And unto God that which is God. Yes. Political things, it's hard to, you know, take the political things of this world and Im- impose spiritual things because in order for spiritual things to work we must live in total submission to God we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back Truth Revival is brought to you by Senor Lopez Mexican Grill, 105 Mecapike, Teleco Plains, Tennessee. Paul, why don't you tell our listeners what's happening at Senor Lopez? Hey, take the family down Monday night for trivia, 6.30 to 7.30. Tuesday is my favorite day. Tuesday is Teleco Spirit Tuesday, where 10% of all proceeds go to the town of Teleco Plains, Rome, which is a great idea, and I love that. Bingo, Thursday night at 6.30, and Saturday night is live music from 6.30 to 8.30, so take the family down, relax, have a great meal where the food is fresh and the family is welcome. Come home for dinner at Senor Lopez. And now, the continuation of Truth Revival. Yes. I can tell you right now, not everybody's going to live in total submission to God. Okay. Yes. I mean, uh, Paul, I've got a lot of personal views that, again, people may or may not agree with, and they're my views. And I've formed these views simply because I've had difficulty reconciling a a world system where we're able to find balance, but. You see, Paul, that's the thing. We'll never be able to find balance until the king comes. Amen. Until Jesus comes and sets this whole thing right. Because we've got the flesh and we've got the spirit, and there's a war that's happening right now. And like you said, my justification for certain things, it's I try to to, uh, filter it through the word of God but even still in our world, it's ne- it's not going to work. I mean, it's it's not going to work. Like I said, um, when it can when it comes to uh, abortion, this this uh, coworker and I were talking about abortion, and she is all for uh, women's rights and a woman's right to choose. Right. And you know what, Paul? I'll be honest with you. I'm also a a feminist, 
and a women's rights activist. I believe that we should protect women's rights. And and that's what brought up transgender. Mm-hmm. I said, and so like by protecting women's rights and saying men cannot be women and me protecting women's rights and fighting to protect women's rights, it's like I'm a bad guy because you have the LGBTXYZ community, the, the alphabet club, and <laughs> but – but you have people who want to identify as women and right. you have liberals who say, Oh yeah, well we, well they get to identify as women and they get to have all the rights as well. That takes away from actual real women. And, and and the problem is it's not standing on the truth. No. I mean, we need women's rights, but the women's rights, men's rights, everybody in this earth's rights needs to be founded in and the foundation coming out of this word. Yeah. And when it comes to abortion, I told her, I said that is definitely a, a slippery slope. And everybody always uses the um, everybody uses the whole uh, argument of, well, rape or incest. What if she was raped or incest? And I said, I said, well, just I said, bef- I said before we go there. That percentage is like less than three percent right. of, of documented abortions are due to rape or incest. And it may even be a smaller number than that, Paul. Right. So to say that, like, I mean, would if if uh, if you're going to mow the yard and uh, it's like there's a 3% chance of rain, do you say, no, nah, I'm not going to do it today? No, I'm going. You're, 3% I'm going. is like a very small. One, less than 1%, again, very small. We shouldn't base all abortions on rape or incest but again though if we're dealing with an omnipotent god and this is what's hard for people to hear and there are multiple testimonies i'd like to find a good testimony um i think his um name is uh willie mclaurin but but there's other i've heard many testimonies of people who were victims of rape or incest and the, and they wanted to have an abortion, but they carried on with that kid. Right. And that kid went on to do great things for God. Yeah. Because God got a hold of their there heart. Are, there are no accidents. There are no accidents. Is it unfortunate? Is it evil? Read the book of Judges. Because it says when, when Israel had no king, they did that which was right in their own eyes. And we're living in a wicked, fallen creation. And why do bad things happen to good people? That's a podcast for another day. Right. But we have to believe that God has a plan. And two wrongs don't make a right. By, by erasing a life, that is not right. And you see, Paul, here's what I was getting at with her. And, and I, didn't really, I didn't really dump all that on her. But I said, when you have these girls that dis- discover that they're pregnant, to some people, that is joy, that's happiness, and they start celebrating with their family, and then they start having a, uh, you know, gender reveal party yeah. with their family, and that's a that's a day of celebration. And Paul, I've been in the uh, uh, the room when they're doing that ultrasound. Yeah, and you start seeing that little heartbeat. Oh yeah, You're like, there's a, it's alive. <laughs> there's a life in there somewhere. Yeah, and of course, when does life begin? Yeah. People say, well, life begins at conception. You know, again, people can make that argument. But why am I a bad guy for wanting to protect that life? Wanting to fight for that life, Paul. And you see, that's the that's what it's become. I'll tell you why. Because we're living in an age of truth decay. We're li- where that um 
what was it that what was it that you said earlier, Paul? You know, a disagreement of facts, and is that baby in that womb precious? Is that life relevant? Is yeah. there any value there? Yeah. And to the world, there, some people are like, no, no, there's no life there, and I want to terminate it, and I want to get rid of it. That's why we talked about that thing in Maryland, where up to one month after birth, they're trying to pass a law that a mother or father could walk away from a child and allow the natural course it could die from from neglect. Yeah, no food. How or, cruel is that, Paul? That's that's awful. It makes me sick just even thinking about that. But there's a there's truth decay and and people have this bias that their that their way is good, that that their way is best and and we read it in scripture when man starts doing that which is right in his own eyes. That's where we are. When right man now. starts making laws to please himself, yep. when when wrong becomes right, mm. <laughs> the wrath of God is soon to be upon us, Paul. Ooh, ain't that what the Bible says? In the end days, that which is right will be wrong, and that which is wrong will be right. We're living right smack in the dab. We, I, I thought about this last night. I was laying there meditating on, and I was going to say, Roman, I mean, do you think we're in the great falling away? I mean, I. No man knows the time or the day or whatever, but it seems like, I mean, people have waxed colder and colder and colder and they, and, and, and they're making their own laws and they're doing their own things because they don't have a king. That's right. And who is the king that stabilizes us all? His name is Jesus. Yep. Well, see, that's, see, Paul, there must, there's got to be disarray in order for the world to unite under one leader. Yeah, that's that's this has got to happen. Yeah, and it's unfortunate and it's sad. But I was speaking with um, the uh, Israeli missionary that I met the other day, and his name is uh, Salim. And Salim told me that if Russia takes Ukraine, he said that will be a sure sign that we are entering the end times. Yeah. If if Russia does not take Ukraine, then it's not yet. Yeah. You know, but if Russia takes Ukraine, they're going to continue to move and it won't be long before they surround Israel. And I'm I mean, biblical prophecy is one of those things that is 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 very tricky and very difficult to understand, but there's going to have to come a time when Israel's surrounded. Mm. When when the nations of the world come against Israel, Here's what he told me over there. He said, our Christian brothers and sisters in Israel are ready to suffer for the cause of Christ. Really? And Paul, when he says suffer for the cause of Christ, he's not talking about you know, people making fun of him. Right. Or people not coming to their birthday party. Or, you know, people that's, they're not in a friend group anymore. When he says suffer, he said, we're ready to die yeah. for Jesus. Yeah. I'm ready to die for what I believe in. And you see, to them, the word of God is precious. To us over here, spending time with God is a hassle. Just another day, man. And and, and yeah, you're right. It is. Communing right. with the Father is, it's a challenge to get people to come to church anymore. It's difficult to get people to serve in church anymore because we have other things that's more convenient for us to do. Right, yeah. I hate to say it this way, but right now in America, we don't need God. Yeah. We've got money. We've got health. We've got 
shelter. We've got food. Mm. We've got everything that we need. And God is, God's just not in our realm of thought anymore. He's like that old pair of shoes that you love, but you don't want to throw away. So they're in the bottom of the closet collecting dust. Pretty much so. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be real about it. If you want to be real about it. Yep. And and truth decay. We're <laughs> we're living in that world where sadly people are falling away from God, Paul. I, I can see it, especially post COVID. Um I mean, I'm not trying to be a downer here on this episode, but there is an erosion of truth in our world. That which is Wrong has become right. And, you know, it's, but Solomon, you know what Solomon said? There's no new thing under the sun. No. The wickedness of man has always been around. Right. Yeah, it has. But you know what, Paul? If people ever get tired of that sin, if they ever get to that point of heartbreak and desperation and brokenness, Repentance only comes from a broken and contrite spirit. It's a, God said, that's who I will hear. Those who are of a broken and a contrite spirit. And you see, God allows these things to happen so that we'll get to that place of brokenness and desperation so that when we turn to God, we will be fully relying on him. Mm. And, and Paul Scripture says there's going to come a day when people say, Lord, Lord, we've done all these things in your king, in your name. We've cast out demons. We've done all these many wonderful works. And you know what <laughs> Jesus is going to say? Depart from me. Oh, yes. You that work iniquity. <laughs> yes. I never knew you. I wonder how many people who attend church regularly or, hey, I hate to even say it that way. How many people claim to be believers and claim to be Christians will one day be turned away by God the Father? I never knew you. The Bible says they'll be cast off in outer darkness. Boy, that's a hard truth bomb right there. Folks, you see, the things that we do for God is what matters. And the most important thing in your life right now is do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because otherwise, you know, you may be enjoying the sweets of this world. You may be enjoying the pleasure and the good things of this world. Be careful because that's going to lead to truth decay. That's going to lead to corruption. That's going to lead to wickedness. And we can see it right now in our world. Mm. Mm. Truth, it comes from God. So if you're wanting to seek truth, if you want to find truth, seek after the Lord. Paul, you going to try to wrap us up? Number four on the consequences of truth decay. You know, th- this episode has been kind of a different direction than we've ever went. But as we've sit here today and talked, I can feel my spirit churning in me the more I looked into this, because let's be real. I mean, we live every day and we kind of, we kind of put the blinders on like the old horse plowing the row, put the blinders on. So you don't get off. Just go, go your way, go your way. And, and we kind of, 
we kind of just let it let it fly by and don't think about it. But this truth decay is an epidemic. You think COVID was an epidemic? This truth decay is an epidemic because what's listen life or death on this earth was with COVID. I get that, but with this truth decay, eternal mm. life or death is on the line. And and, and what do we what do we got to do as being Christians? Number four on the, on the on the list of truth decay consequences, Rome, uncertainty. It brings uncertainty. And what comes with uncertainty? Doubt, confusion, lack of lack of, of trust. You don't know what to do. You're kind of walking in a circle and you don't know where to go or who to follow or what to believe. But listen to this. Number one, Love does not divide. True love does not divide. We hear all this love is love. Love love who you want, be who you want. Listen, true love of God does not divide. And we're called for one thing and one thing only, Rome, to outlast the temporary. Right. We're called to outlast the temporary. Listen to this, what John says in 2 John. He says, I rejoice greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth. Just as we were commanded by the Father. And now I ask you, dear lady, not even though I were writing to you a new commandment, but one we have had from the beginning that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. That And this is that commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. For many deceivers have gone out into the world. And those who do not confess the coming of Jesus in the flesh, such one is a deceiver and an antichrist. And that's where we're living today. But listen to this. You want to not be uncertain? You want to be certain of what's going on? You want to, you want to get rid of the truth decay, put the fluoride on it, and watch it come back? <laughs> listen to this. You've got to follow Jesus. You've got to stand on his truth, on his word. Listen to what he says in Revelations. And he said, and he who was seated on the throne said this, behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Trustworthy and true. He is the cure for this truth decay. And he said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give him the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage and I will be his God and he will be my son. But listen, but for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, and for the murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. You want some truth jesus is the truth his blood is the way he says in john 14 6 i am the way the truth and the life are you done maybe (laughs) (laughs) hey i was gonna let you go son that was awesome but i mean see that's the thing could we go on and on we could absolutely we could round forever but Hey, in the I, word of God. Hey, it is what he is. Listen, I want to give a shout out to Big Keith. Always listen to K-Town. Big Keith! Brittany, thank you for listening. I appreciate the comments last week. Hey, guys. If you like Truth Revival, be sure to check us out on Facebook at Truth Revival 37385. Paul and I are going to try to start putting some more weekly content out on our social media platforms. So be sure to check that out. For Paul Chapman, I'm Roman Hamilton. We're out of here.